life. It's like a box of chocolates. Cheap, thoughtless, perfunctory gift that nobody ever asks for. Unreturnable because all you get back is another box of chocolates. So you're stuck with this undefinable whipped mint craft that you mindlessly wolf down and there's nothing else left to eat. Sure, once in a while there's a peanut butter cup or English toffee. But they're gone too fast and the taste is fleeting. So you end up with nothing but broken bits filled with hardened jelly and teeth-shattering nuts. If you're desperate enough to eat those, all you've got left is a is an empty box filled with useless brown paper wrappers. Welcome to Laser Time, and I want to believe we'll do a good episode this week, uh, because why? We're talking about X-Files, a show I know very little about, but thank God these guys yes. do. Who's yes. Who else is here? Henry Gilbert, uh, or Henry Spooky Gilbert. Spooky. Uh, Dave Scully. <laughs> Dave uh, Boo Elston. I said spooky because that was the nickname Fox Mulder had in the Academy. Yeah. He did? Yeah, that was... Yeah. I'm here to learn. I'm here to so learn. So the idea is X-Files is coming back to TV. Yay! All, all this time I thought it was a Netflix show, and it turns out it's actually on Fox. <laughs> it was. It'll air on television. They've done a horrible job. That's what the man doesn't want you to know. But they're, all, yeah. they're kind of brought back in the same way that I think 24 was brought back, where it's to sell those episodes to, like, was, well, all I only heard that from Henry, but yeah, it makes I, sense. I, all the sense I of read universe. this in multiple things of, like, you do a half season. You pay for just six new episodes, and it reinvigorates your old episodes, and you can charge more for it from uh, Netflix, Hulu, and Amazon. Because if you think about it, you could use... If, if if those old episodes that you did are a commodity, you could film six more new ones as a marketing cost to sure. push... Yeah. Yeah. Out of your marketing budget to push them on Netflix and Hulu. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was like, you know... That's being cynical, though. It's all, nice the X-Files are back. Yeah, of all the episodes of Laser Time we've done, we... we Usually don't do one like just about a series or yeah. a show, but we do when they're sufficiently large enough. Like mm-hmm. we've done a Star Trek episode, mm-hmm. Simpsons uh, at least. Simpsons. One, yeah. uh, I, I feel like we did Star Wars a couple times. Yeah, I don't know if there was ever a dedicated <laughs> Lost episode. I, oh man, I wish. I, I, well, that'll be I, that will has to have a comeback show at some point. I'm sure nope, they will. never. I'm yeah, oh, I, ABC will me. get desperate enough. We think it'll so. Have, oh yeah, it'll everyone gets desperate enough because yeah. nobody. I Every, think that's also why X Files is coming back because. People today don't care about anything as much as they cared about something 20 years ago. It's, it's true. Like, uh, X-Files, Just ask laser time. <laughs> X-Files came... What's 30, 2010? X-Files kind of came late in the monoculture, <laughs> but it was one of those things of like, this is an event series, and this was the hot thing well, to talk about. It benefited from, not unlike Simpsons, it got in yeah. before Cable exploded. Yeah. So, and I think we yeah. were talking about like that... like. Chris Carter even, like never recreated the success of the yeah, X Files. Certainly didn't. Even though I am a harsh realm guy first, I, <laughs> like, but I, he never recreated that success because I think what he wasn't looking at is like there's no network on which this show could have ever succeeded other than Fox yeah. during this period it's because a, it yeah. would have it it because to Fox the audience it found was like oh thank God yeah. on a regular network canceled immediately. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean this this takes cues from a uh, cult. 
Kolchak the Night Stalker. Mm-hmm. Kolchak the Night Stalker? Yes. Which I think was an ABC series many, many years ago. It was before. a TV movie turned into a series. And then series. it came back in like 04, 05 and mm-hmm. was like, oh, this is like X-Files. And everyone was like, we already did X-Files. It has the most boring so, name in the universe, but yeah. it's a pretty interesting show. But yeah, so this this started in 93 and it hit at that time, like much like Simpsons. Cable hadn't completely taken over. Mm-hmm. There's Five. not really... In, no, I mean, there's basically no internet at all. Yeah. And there's it, there's bulletin boards on Prodigy. Yeah, if you're a super lucky person, you have some kind of primitive internet. <laughs> uh, nowhere in 100 miles of where I grew up did anyone even heard the word internet. Um, um, but so this show comes on and it's about the government and conspiracies and hiding the truth. And this is at a time when, like, we're not necessarily at direct war with a lot of people. It's been a while since that happened. Mm-hmm. Desert Storm's over. Like it, well, it was but, the Clinton but, administration. Yeah, like all, yeah. it almost it aired almost entirely through the Clinton administration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's like, weird at the end when you start to see like because they always had George the President, W. Bush in yeah, the background. They always yeah. had that picture in yeah. the FBI office, and it's like, wait, George Bush is there now? Yeah. What's <laughs> <So, laughs> that? But it, it was it played on these these themes of the time. Like there was a movie, the Mel Gibson movie, just called Conspiracy Theory. Like yeah. in, <laughs> in the nine, like in the nineties, it was like this thing of like, yeah, don't trust the government yeah. because even if you were like, you know, I as a teenager, I wasn't super educated on all mm-hmm. this, but like, I liked Bill Clinton, mm-hmm. and I'm sure he has his problems and did some awful shit. But literally, no one who runs something this big can be a good person. So. Yeah. Yeah. The end. Uh, I agree with John Mulaney who called him a magical hillbilly who should be elected Emperor of America. <laughs> <laughs> but but in, anytime someone's put in that much control, you're going to make some bad choices mm-hmm. because you're probably given nothing but awful options. Yeah. Nonetheless. He was a great compromise. It was it was a series of like you you felt like there's still cover ups, like you felt mm-hmm. like there were still mm-hmm. secrets. I, there I, was no and again, not in the nine eleven as we've covered here before, and I'm yeah. not, this is not a laser time attitude. Like this was chronicled when X-Files went off the air. Like, I think mm-hmm. even Chris Carter said, like, yeah, 9-11 killed it. Mm-hmm. Not, like, it was, not only was it tough to keep the show on once mm-hmm. David Duchovny was gone and Gillian Anderson wasn't on as much and they tried to bring in Doggett and Reyes, mm-hmm. it's like, the show kind of lost some effort, but they were like, or momentum, but they did want to try. And they're like, this will be the new start. This will be a show that never ends. Mm-hmm. It's just, we've wrapped up that story with Mulder and Scully, and now it's time for these, yeah, two, these characters two characters to have their own set of mysteries and personal journeys, and that's what the X-Files will become. And the show was always about rewriting what yeah. was the truth. So mm-hmm. it's like, that's fine. And then it became this environment where it was not palatable at all to distrust the government. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. it's, we need answers. What the hell just happened? And we got to trust somebody. Tell us what to do, President. Please, and aliens God. were and the last thing we were afraid of. Sure. Like, I, I and I don't mean that in like a, like a us versus them, left versus right thing. Like, that's just, in 2002, that's where we all were. We were like, mm-hmm. please, some answers, government, help us. I, I was reading something so about... So a show that just openly <clears throat> said, they, they're get out to get us. Like, like it, I don't want to hear that right now. The internet has something to do with that as well. Because whereas, whereas of course, the internet is, is awash with conspiracy theories and alien invasions, it doesn't exist in the rumors and hearsay and non-corroborated areas it did before the everybody had the internet. Mm-hmm. You can't That's just say a, you can't you can't yeah. say there was a flying object when cameras are on all the time. Yeah, and cameras it was on all the time. Easier to trade VHSes around back mm-hmm. then. This has yeah. affected mostly hillbillies, so like it's okay. They <laughs> well, can't explain why their friends raped them. Just the idea of like there was no omnipresent <laughs> threat every day. Now it's like oh, it's terrorism. Well, yeah. it's like, That's what yeah. you're supposed to be scared of. <laughs> the Bill Clinton, the Clinton administration was a time of like 
the web bubble, great prosperity. Mm-hmm. We weren't really at war with anybody. Mm-hmm. Like there were little thick dust ups. Yeah, but yeah, there were not much. So we kind of had to be scared of yeah. ourselves instead. Yeah. And, and from the beginning, that's what X Files was great at. And we're like, let's start from the beginning too. The like yeah. Mulder and Scully are just an amazing pair. Like yeah. the uh, the two of them have such great chemistry. Yeah. It pulls you right in. Yeah. It, it had the he said she said. He, no, yeah. well, they won't. They not. He should see. Whatever. I remember. I remember trying to watch it, and I was. Like, I actually thought their delivery was really flat early on. It is flat, and that's what you can parody it very well because yeah. they, but they all talk in flat tones. Mulder yeah. and Scully, and then oh, Scully will, and then Scully will come back with Mulder. Do you think these people with these blah 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 blah, blah <laughs> medical term, medical term, <laughs> medical term, just to get their yahyas out? Yeah, Scully, I do, <laughs> and I think that because of this, we'll find the proof that I've been looking for. The proof for what, Mulder? The proof that extraterrestrial intelligence is that, like that's and every then, episode. <laughs> Like that's every show, but it's like it's done in a way they bounce off each other really well. But it's those mundane. And the mm-hmm. second segment, we'll get into why all that mundane shit mm-hmm. makes the pieces that connect those mundane conversations mm-hmm. together so entertaining mm-hmm. because they have so much fun, and you can tell they're having a good time making the show. Anyway, quick mythology: what the show's about. Mm-hmm. So, Fox Mulder. Yeah, this is very confusing. Horribly named character. Yeah, uh, and it's great. He's already a capable FBI agent. He, One of the best, and he's he's a criminal profile inspector or not inspector investigator. Mm-hmm. He's very good at, at serial killers and investigations, murders, homicide. He's exceptional. He's like top of his class, but he is always kind of obsessed with like extraterrestrial, mm-hmm. supernatural things. Hence, he gets the name Spooky. Yeah, but he but, has a good reason. For but it. he has a good reason, uh, and he becomes obsessed with the X Files, which are these cases that kind of get shoved to the bottom of the stack mm-hmm. um, with, with like no explanation. They're unsolvable. And, yeah, they're yeah. unsolvable, mm-hmm. and some most of them are put there because like Jesus, who cares? And others are put there because like we don't really want anyone looking. So mm-hmm. these have been kind of clandestinely uh, left here to uh, to write. Did I use clandestine right? Clandestine. Yeah, uh, as an adverb, it was awesome. Um, but yeah, uh, Scully is then assigned to him to Mulder mm-hmm. to find. Go on these cases with him. You're the rational science-based person. The person she's with she's a doctor. She's a doctor, medical background, also proficient, also top of your classes and all this stuff. And just debunk what he says. Mm-hmm. Teach him that all this stuff is fake, yeah. and we will move on with our lives. And of course, most of the time he's right, but mm-hmm. he's super zealous. He is way up his own ass. Do, he's do, not a friendly person all that much, and it she, takes like nine years for him yeah. to really developed that rapport with Scully mm. because she's really mistreated the whole show and that's part of the joke but I'd like, say by the seventh season he's yeah by like by season it. six and seven they finally have this really good rapport yeah. that has been built up naturally and did she do something wrong no, to be uh, partnered with Fox no, Mulder I don't think so well, it kind of I can't it's been a while since I've watched like the non like yeah. uh you know, Monster of the Week episodes and mm-hmm. like yeah. really absorb the mythology. But I, wasn't she supposed like kind of spying on him? Like, reporting? well, in the first episode, she didn't realize the yeah. cigarette smoking man had a, the the greater conspiracy yeah. about aliens and the invasion of aliens that was happening. They were trying to always shut down Fox, but they also had. The cigarette smoking man, the most mysterious of them all, was half the time protecting Mulder from just being shot in the face, and then the other half of the time saying, like, well, you're not supposed to know this yet, Fox, and push him away. It was like they needed someone to kind of be chasing the boogeyman Mm -hmm. just to show, to give them just enough answers to feel like they were getting answers, Mm. but in reality, keep the real truth from them. And, but, but wait, and as long and as Fox, Fox Mulder is wrapped up in a, on a personal level. Right? Yeah, so when he was a kid, you know, an adolescent, I guess, his mm-hmm. sister disappears. And. That was the wrong ah, sound. Yeah. <laughs> his sister disappears. <laughs> and Sarah Mulder? This, this is what I meant. 
Samantha. Samantha. And, and that's what makes him obsessed is like, it was it was an alien abduction. Like, yeah. I know that's what it was, and I know what I saw, and I know what happened, and that's and that drives him forever. And then so that's what keeps him, no matter what Scully says, no matter what physical evidence he sees to the contrary, he's like, I want to believe, because if he doesn't, much like Batman thinks he can get rid of all crime <laughs> in the world by beating everyone up, and it'll bring his parents back, mm. Fox thinks uh, uh, like uh, if I can re- solve that uh, Fluke Man does exist, then my sister is alive somewhere. Here's something I've almost learned: if aliens your, aren't real, then she's dead. Your professional life won't mm. redeem your personal life. <laughs> uh, Mulder kind of learns that, yeah, a lot too. And so the show is this long journey of what starts as one in one conspiracy builds on itself and builds on itself. And unlike a lot of shows now that have X Files on the brain mm-hmm. and think, well, well, we'll have this huge mythology, and it's like. A lot of them, and X Files is guilty of this too, of like kind of writing it as they go, mm-hmm. but building they, the train tracks mm-hmm. as the train. Is yeah, riding. but Definitely. they did a better job than most of sometimes just being like, yeah, we're retconning that, and we're going to be pretty open about yeah. this. Is an well, open this actor's gone, we killed yeah. him. Like it's a new guy now. Yeah, or they're just like, we will actually give you little answers every time. So rather than like, like Lost kind of builds it all on one big mystery. There's a mm. lot. There's some smaller ones, but then there is still one larger, <clears throat> larger one where you're like. What is actually blah blah like what is the fucking island and what is going on and then when you find out after five years you're like oh mm. <laughs> and, and whereas X Files is like are aliens real yeah and no. it's it's pretty clear and then, where do we go from here now that we yeah know but then real. it's like well what what is actually going on what is the government doing what is this group called the syndicate doing mm. and then in between all these bigger mythology arcs are these so called monster of the week which mm-hmm. usually isn't even a monster it's usually. Mm. Like someone with a weird supernatural yeah, power. Yeah, the one that, that sticks in my memory because I, I I didn't I didn't watch habitually mm-hmm. and definitely not in order. I watched a lot of the gimmicky episodes. I'm sure we're going to get to, mm-hmm. uh, but I I love the one about the assassin who can who can't be seen except through peripheral vision. Oh, that sounds familiar. Yeah, there's a yeah, guy. Yeah, he's, he's invisible if you're looking directly at him, but yeah. if he's, you can only see him, and they have to like look for him <laughs> by uh, looking out the corner of their eye. Well, the, yeah. The other thing I loved about the show too, I think, puts X Files in such a weird in between realm was that in the '80s and into the '90s, you had episodic shows like Law and Order is a perfect mm-hmm. example. Like any Law and Order episode, you can watch at any time. You don't need to know anything before or after it. And X-Files has a bit of that in its DNA with the Monster of the Week episodes. Yeah. But it also is really getting into chronology and mythology yeah. and linearity, which is what shows of the 2000s would all be about. You can't yeah. watch in any episode yeah. of Sopranos it's, in the middle. Like you, you, You've yeah. got to start from the The only show I've seen you can do that with li- recently is Justified. Yeah. Justified has a couple of, like, you can just jump in right here and, and it was enjoy going for that old school kind of vibe. And I think that's also why X-Files got to have its cake and eat it, too. Because yeah. in the 90s, when I first got into it, I was always, I was about the I was about the mythology episodes. Yeah, like, sure, the truth yeah, is yeah. out there. What's happening? What is paperclip? What is all this stuff? And yeah. to be, to be honest, now, I, I wasn't. Like, that's, that's how I watched. I think that's how I did watch it. I would be disinterested. And was something they were doing, and I wouldn't watch the rest of the episode, even though it was after The Simpsons. <laughs> the episodes yeah. I would rewatch from then on would be the the from now on are the are the ones that have nothing to do with mythology yeah. usually. Yeah, because yeah. now that they've more or less explained what it was all about, you're kind of like, well, now that I know that, it turns out what was in tension between, is gone. Yeah, the tension's gone, and then in between the lines were all of these, as we'll talk in the second segment, a bunch of fun shows that brought levity to this mm. very serious story, mm-hmm. which is. Uh, and I'm going to summarize the hell out of what the X-Files is <laughs> yes. about. So Mulder's sister gets kidnapped, 
and and this is like chronologically. This mm-hmm. is not necessarily how the show presents it. Yeah. And this is almost like Dark Soulsy, where you have to piece together mm-hmm. and talk to friends, and like there's what's said explicitly, there's what's implied, yeah. and then there's what you just all assume. So that's why the show is also kind of interesting. But uh, thousands of years ago, mm-hmm. um, there was a boy was, named. Was this? Uh, I, uh, did I get this from the movie, or was you telling me you about the movie afterwards? You will get a little of this from us watching the movie. Some of it you get from explaining a little we, bit. We just did the. We just watched the movie, which I would argue movie. doesn't work at all as a movie if you don't know the X Files. Yeah, if you love the X Files, barely works. I yeah, don't think it's that it, great. It, the movie at least explicitly says, "Here's what the syndicate plan." Because I can't remember if the show does that or not. Before that, yeah. but the movie that finally the well manicured man who is one of the syndicate members, uh, the secret Explains group. It all. So if you yeah, had just never seen like the X Files and walked into a cineplex doing. and saw that reveal, it would be like this is boring as shit. Yeah. This me this is only meaningful to people. It is so, one of the most well, obtuse like a uh, t- mo- like movies that came out of a TV show. Yeah. Right, yeah. What is Brett's summary? Sorry, right, summary. Yeah, it's basically, so thousands of years ago, the original inhabitants, I don't know if you'd say original inhabitants, but aliens mm-hmm. that were on Earth first before humans, thousands of years ago, but had to flee when the Ice Age hit. Mm-hmm. So there were these aliens here. They had to leave, and when they did, they left this black oil, the black cancer, the black goo that a lot of Is that introduced If in you were alive in the 90s, no, that no. was in the show. Okay. But if, so if you're alive in the 90s, you probably saw like people's eyes filling up with black oil, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, that's that X-Files thing. That's like their blood slash this thing Virus. that lets them control. It's like a mm-hmm. face hugger too, kind of. Yeah, and it, it'll, it, it'll like impregnate you with an alien thing inside you, and then over time, they basically they want to come back to Earth now that it's thawed and now that the world is fixed. Mm-hmm. They want to come back and take the world back. They the scout ship crashes. That's basically Area Fifty One slash uh, Roswell, mm. and the people that are there are what eventually become the Syndicate. This group of leaders uh, from around the world, people like cigarette smoking man, well manicured man, and all these other secret name dudes. Secret name dudes their names. who are like in the shadows and pulling strings and work for various governments. Pull the but have their own agenda, which is when the aliens land, they're like, oh, well, we're taking the world back. And the people are like, if you do, we'll blow it, we'll nuke everything, and you get nothing. And they're like, no, no, don't do that. <laughs> really? So they're like, we will work out a the deal. Harsh truce. We'll work out a deal. That's the real harsh realm. Mm-hmm. Uh, they work out this deal, which is we'll have a controlled invasion. We will set the stage for you. You can come back. But in return, the syndicate and a select number of people, we get to stay alive. Fucking cowards. And and because otherwise, it's like there's just this weird stalemate. It's mm-hmm. like, well, they'll eventually outsmart us or something. Yeah. So we got to make some kind of deal. The end is like fine. Over time, over decades, they build all these plans. They do this, but then finally, the aliens and the syndicate are like, well. You got to make this alien-human hybrid because when we take over the world, you're going to live on as these hybrids that you're going to have alien DNA inside of you. Otherwise, it deals off. So people are like, okay, fine, but we need an alien baby or an alien embryo to make that. And the aliens are like, here, take it. Now, when you make that embryo, when you make that hybrid, that's when we're coming. And this is the deadline. It's 2012 December, and that's (laughs) when you've got to be ready or we're fucking coming for you. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it's a race of like... Oh, in return for getting the alien DNA, the aliens want some human DNA or some kind of mm-hmm. biological sample back. So all the syndicate members sister. have to give people up. And Mulder's <laughs> father gives up Samantha. Cigarette smoking man gives up his wife, and all these people have to please and all have to like <laughs> My give, wife. all have to give something up. And then she comes back later, and, and this, but it, it all it's it's this back and forth deal where like they're both trying to work together mm-hmm. and that's the big secret that everyone that they're trying to keep is like mm. not only are aliens real but they've kind of already won and 
even though the syndicate seems like the bad guys because they're trying to cover up this big mystery, they're also trying to make the best des- of a desperately bad to make the best of a bad situation, <laughs> but also like not let anyone fucking find out and blow the deal because at least some of the human race will go on. And that's the yeah. lie that all yeah. of society is under. Like they're yeah. acting like everything's normal when they're on the brink of destruction. Yeah, and so that's what the bigger picture of the show is. Mm. Um, but then they, the aliens aren't telling the the syndicate that like, oh yeah. And alien hybrid shit's not going to work, and we're going to kill them all anyway. And they'll be impregnated with aliens, and aliens will bust out of them. As you find out in the movie, the aliens have this pre-gestated version of them that's a long-clawed monster. Nice movie, movie monster. Yeah, and <laughs> and that's what they burst out of you as. And so it's like it's it turns into this this game where like who is on whose side, who's who's telling the truth to who, mm-hmm. and is, are you going to turn on me? And all the while, there's this guy, Fox, who's not only, when he's finding out that, oh, this guy can climb walls with his sticky goo hands, mm-hmm. he, oh, he's also in between solving this mystery, and if he finds out too much, what if he goes public with this, and mm-hmm. now everyone finds out, and it's just mass hysteria, and the aliens will probably decide, like, yeah, fuck it, like, and then it's all screwed up. So that's the short version. But and why, then, why is someone trying to protect Mulder, then? Because I think... Smoking Man has a protectiveness over Mulder to a degree. Mm-hmm. I think, I believe it's eventually confirmed he's his actual father, right? Yeah, I don't remember. Well, no, didn't, I think he also uh, fucked uh, Mulder's mom. And the way you, the way you right? phrase these things, and then, man, and then is that's, so that's, they that's bones, why Krychek is uh, is Mulder's half brother, right? Because oh yeah, I forgot about that too. Because I think it's they share the the mother. There's a lot of running characters it's, in the show too, but yeah. then so it's something I'm curious to what they're going to have to do in the new show because clearly the, the aliens did not invade when they ended the when they did the series finale. Mm-hmm. They, that was when they said the 2012 deadline, but. Now with this 2016 series, which is hap- yeah. it's taking place now, mm-hmm. uh, then it can't have happened. It'll, it'll so, begin like Terminator Three, like we just we put off Judgment Day. But but outside of the show too, there mm-hmm. was it had X Files had a huge cultural impact. Mm-hmm. It really did, which is strange for it being like Fox. Okay, Fox had figured out its sitcoms, mm-hmm. but Fox never could figure out dramas. Like it was like for yeah. the the. the the channel was pretty old, a few years old by the time they even got to the X-Files, and they figured, oh, this will just be like Alienation, another like one-season thing that's too weird for anybody to like. And it ended up like slowly but surely, word-of-mouth thing, and it's also something that's like probably wouldn't happen now because no word-of-mouth, word of, word of a show doesn't get to live long enough to have that kind of word-of-mouth. Mm-hmm. But uh, by the third season, it became pretty big, but it was also people really got into Duchovny and... and um, Jillian, Jillian Anderson, they were moving up in the world. They were rising stars. Duchovny was coming off straight from st- softcore porn <laughs> in the Red Shoe Diaries. He was yeah, in it. That's, like the, I, I may have actually seen more of that than I did the X-Files, X-Files initially until reruns. And, and then meanwhile, Jillian Anderson was like a, a stage actress who mm-hmm. hadn't really started anything to that point. Yeah. And that like the Dana Scully became like a sex symbol to, to, to a legion of nerds. On the new internet, like yeah. she was, she was huge. And she was, was just got more yeah. gorgeous every season. Yeah, too. she looked the, the farther, like the older she got, the better she looked. Yeah, uh, well, and, I, she also had like the front. Her outfits got yeah. less and less frumpy each mm. season. Too. The show also kind of like hit a gold mine in that it aired for the first couple of years on Friday nights. Yeah. So it was like mm-hmm. it's sci-fi, like. Mm-hmm. You, Kind of playing known as the a audience. death slot now. Friday is yeah. known as a, it was known as a death slot then. Fox mm-hmm. except for ABC. X Files was the weird one to beat. It's it. funny. I, I to this day because I was into the show. 
pretty early on, and then I would like fall out for like a whole season, and then I would come back, and then pretty much around f- season five, I started watching like all like regularly, mm-hmm. and then fell out again around eight. But I was into it enough when it moved from Friday to Sunday, and this is in that I have that huge clipbook of like scrapbook stuff from newspapers in the nineties, <laughs> mm-hmm. including. Uh, this thing from when it moved that was an article in USA Today that says X-Files move has fans exasperated because they were like that's what we did on Fridays if you move it to Sunday that's the weekend's over we have to face our social life on Friday (laughs) that is why that's that's why I think it was succeeded on Friday because it's called the Friday Night Death Slot because the conventional wisdom is People are out doing fun things on Friday. They're yeah. not going to stay in and watch TV shows. Or that you'd bring they didn't realize that nerds had no social life. And well, that's, as someone it. who had no social life as well, we would yeah. always rent a movie yeah, that, 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 that night too. Yeah. Uh, but in high school, it's like, well, yeah, I, I was like 14, 15, 16. Mm-hmm. It's like I had stuff. I, I had plenty of friends, but like I don't have a driver's license. Of course I'm home on Friday night, <laughs> and I'm going to probably watch a show about aliens. And <laughs> the fun thing too was trying to see – Fox tried to find the show that would go with X-Files. Like, they tried yeah. to have, let's get another weird show to go with X-Files. There Millennium! Was Mantis. There was, oh. <laughs> Millennium at least went for more than one season. There was Mantis. There was Strange Luck, which I actually liked. It started D.B. Sweeney. As, I, wow, I uh, barely remember that. And then there was, and then there was, they just decided to go straight to Chris Carter. Like, could you just make us another <laughs> show to go with your show? And that's where Millennium came from, which started Bis- Bishop Lance Hendricks of the Alien series. Yeah. Uh, it, eventually, it was okay. It was fine. But it was really built around like this huge. I forget what it was, but the some, world was going to end in 2000. It was about two, the fear of the year 2000. The fear of the year 2000, and then when that when that gets closer, it's like so. Yeah. Well, and the show was canceled before 2000 yeah. happened, and the series finale had just had to happen as an episode of X Files. Yeah, and it did which cross, was a fine episode. And it crossed over. I think it was season six or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's the yeah. same season as X Cops, which is funny because. The two crossover Fox episodes, with one with Cops and one with Millennium, both happen not only in the same season, but within like a month of each other. I <laughs> technically say that that final I season episode know. with the uh, Lone Gunman, because they bring characters from the Lone uh, Gunman spinoff into uh, X-Files. Well, the Lone Gunman also, I thought the Lone Gunman were really like trailblazing in the way nerds were portrayed on TV shows. Yeah, I felt so, it was, like, yeah Lone Gunman is three guys that Mulder and Scully go to a lot for like... Hey, decrypt this thing. Look up, find out the information off this black box. Find mm-hmm. out what this is. Can you build me a device that will track this thing? And here's three nerds who kind of they fit. They were meant to be accurate to the time. Yeah, and they fit too. They fit three different stereotypes physically of nerds, but then they're also <laughs> competent. They get their shit done, and they're courageous. Like, they, they, they will yeah, put they themselves out there. Yeah, and I it, like it, was, it was a cool, like, yeah. uh, there a way was to. There was the shorter guy with glasses and his leather jacket. There was the one who basically looked like Garth. Didn't you uh, say that? But that guy was, like, a, a director's assistant, assistant yeah. director. Yeah, there's the short one. Uh, mm-hmm. Frohickey, I believe. Wow, yeah. he really looks like. Well, and then, meanwhile, yeah. the bearded guy was, like, a librarian or something in Canada. Like, they were all. <laughs> he, from, that's yeah. another secret to the show, is yeah. that the first five seasons were all filmed in, in Vancouver, I believe. And the pine trees and the fog and the hills, like, it adds to the atmosphere of the show so much. Yeah. Not to mention Mark Snow's music, which was a great time. Uh, Chris could have hit the cue yeah. <laughs> for the song from Mark Snow, everybody. No idea. Anyway. Let's go, honey. Oh. <laughs> it's okay. No, it's okay. <laughs> I, uh, Will Ferrell's Janet Reno. Don't understand. How did you? you yeah. From just from that, you knew what it yeah. was. Wow, so, that is. Shit. Um, I don't understand. Watch, I lost it. Well, I was trying to pull way. up something else. But uh, the other thing to the show is, you know, the will they won't they thing of there was. 
There it is. <laughs> <laughs> there was years of like, oh, it's a guy and a girl, and they're both attractive. Mm-hmm. That means they hook up, right? Mm-hmm. And then a whole season goes by, and they don't. And you're like... Such a slow burn. And it's like, okay, well, whatever. And then a mm-hmm. second season goes by, and you're like, as a viewer, I like both these characters. Mm-hmm. They clearly don't dislike each other. Yeah. And they're clearly getting more comfortable with each other. So I assume it's only a matter of time until they hook up. And then a third season goes by, and you're like... When are they? <laughs> but they seem like they. And then a fourth season goes. You're like, what? So people like really get up this this. I mean, before there was really shipping on the yeah. internet, it was like people were like invented it, kind of in a way invented. Like, please just please kiss, please kiss, please kiss, please. <laughs> and it, but the, yeah. is the it, movie was correct? sold on them kissing. Am I correct yeah. in that? Like, do they either not show a lot of? Uh, Mulder Scully's personal lives. Or they, they do every once in a but while, but they weren't dating very much. Yeah, not so really. They're, they're no. both workaholics, so, so, yeah. they're, so they're both not dating and around each other constantly. Yeah. And yeah, didn't like I remember um, Mulder. He didn't he have sex with like a werewolf lady or a vampire lady? I think a once? vampire lady. Yeah, I remember that episode. Mean, it was not that great, but I just, just like wow, <laughs> pitfalls of the job. Yeah. Well, though um, that was something that do. Uh, I was always going to say David Duchovny, but Fox Mulder was addicted to porn, yeah. and would yeah. that was a character expectation of him. They eat sunflower seeds and watch yeah. porn. Yeah, and they he also like throws uh, pencils into the ceiling. Yeah, and as time goes on, they like really just like plainly start saying like, yeah, Mulder is, is addicted to porn. Mm-hmm. Like uh, I I'd never two, heard that before. The two part uh, Dreamland episode where he switches bodies with more is it Morris Fletcher yeah yeah a- aka Michael McKeon yeah they switch bodies because of this like time distortion uh, space it's not even a spaceship it's like it turns out area 51 is th- one of the best parts of that episode not only do they switch oh. bodies and you get a lot of fun back and forth of like someone who thinks this guy's Mulder and someone who mm-hmm. thinks he's an area 51 goon mm-hmm. uh because that's just fun in and of itself and the and the both of them trying to live the lives of that person, but when Mulder finally gets into the belly of Area 51 and is talking to a general who runs the whole thing, and when he, the general finds out, like, wait, you're Mulder. Like, so you're the guy who's been chasing UFOs, and he leans in and he's like, tell me, are aliens real? <laughs> and then just the disappointment, and the disappointment of Mulder, he's like, shit. You're like, the one who's supposed to tell like, me. I know more than Area 51 guy? God damn it. But... Yeah, that, but that. that episode is where where Morris Fletcher is it, as as Mulder goes to open his door and he's like, "Where is this guy's bed? And where is all his shit?" And he opens the door and it's just like porn falls out of the closet. There's yeah. that much porn. That's when it was hard to find, hard to get porn. You had to like uh, save that, up money. You had to go buy a giant <laughs> like Disney VHS size <laughs> thing. Take up physical space, yeah. man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah. then uh, the movie the movie ends and then they're like, "Okay, so aliens are super real and Mulder's seen them and he's seen the ship and all but this not stuff." Scully. But somehow not. <laughs> but uh, this also introduces that there are more than one branch of these aliens, mm. and there's also these alien. Now re- we're in a lost territory. Uh, <laughs> alien rebels who sew their eyes shut so mm. that the black oil can't get in their skin and their eyes, and they are basically like they don't want to be a part of this colonization at all. I think they just view it as a big waste of time, and like, what are we doing here, wasting our shit with all this? They're not necessarily against humans, but they don't care if humans get killed as a process mm. or as a by you know as a product mm. of the conflict. But there's a two-parter, uh, two fathers, one son, that was... Not going to make it two girls, one cup <laughs> joke this time, uh, I you promise. You play the music, though. I promise. Uh, it was just a very, <laughs> one of the most important two-parters of the whole series that kind of like all the syndicate and all the, all the stuff that the show's been building to, everyone's killed on screen or burned alive, and it's like wow. these hangar doors open, yeah. these floodlights come in, and as a viewer, you're like, holy shit. And the show just kind of makes this huge change of like, and now there is a new story that we're going to be talking about. Really? And it, over time, turns into this, like, 
other thing about uh, super soldiers yeah. and uh, like it's it, a big shift. It is a Zena, big shift. Zena's in it. Well, that's another thing. Well, about then, the like per- season seven's about like alien like life on Earth was another extraterrestrial of, itself. Uh, another secret of production of the show was that so they did those five years in Canada, yeah. and their plan was after five seasons that gets them to syndication numbers, mm. and Fox will be like, ah, just stop doing the show and you'll just be movies. It was kind of mm. like the Star Trek trip, though yeah. Star Trek got to do seven years, not five, before getting into movie next mm-hmm. gen anyway mm-hmm. so they make the movie in between seasons four and five but when they get to the end of season five which was supposed to be the series finale it was even named the end by the time they get there fox is like no this still gets really good ratings yeah. so just keep going mm-hmm. and they kind of they then move everything to la and the next four seasons are produced in los angeles and you can see a real change like the the overcast pine trees of Vancouver yeah, yeah, yeah. are gone. They start casting a lot more famous people in the show. Yeah, and Shandling. It was it yeah. was yeah weird. Like in the first few seasons, you would see people show up multiple times. Like Terry yeah. O'Quinn from Lost. Yeah, uh, it was John Locke. He play, He's in the movie. He's in season yeah. nine playing this like. Uh, alien enemy who is killed by like a salt mine because I, I forget exactly. He's what. a slug person, and, and he's a he. And like I think back in like season two or three, he's just some random like uh, FBI guy reporting to Mulder and Scully. But like yeah. a lot of people are like that. Well, and that's when. But then even after people said they did that to make uh, Duchovny happy, though Jillian Anderson liked it too. But at that point, after two years of that, uh, season eight, Mulder's like I'm out of here, and so he appeared in like. Is I remember it, before it came out, they said, yeah. "Oh, he'll be in some of the episodes." Yeah, he's in a handful because the idea is that, but he's Mul- barely even in those ones. He's yeah, in. Like, yeah. The idea is that Mulder himself is abducted, mm-hmm. and Agent Doggett, aka the T one thousand, is brought yes. in to be the new agent. And at this underrated, he's yeah. Underrated. So at this point, this far in the show, and this is when Mul- uh, David Duchovny's like, "I'm tired of being in this popular show that everybody likes. I'm going to go star in Evolution." Yep, and it's his oh, attempt to be a movie star. Yeah, the uh, right. a- Ghostbusters with aliens is how it was marketed. <laughs> yeah. An Ivan Reitman film. Um, I saw it and don't remember I, anything about it. Me neither. Sean William Scott. David Duchovny shows his butt in it. Orlando Jones, Sean William Scott, and a special appearance by Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't our good. heroes. These people will never get top. So then Doggett comes on. And they, he's pretty good with with uh, David. Yeah, so they have this flip where it's like uh, he becomes the skeptic, and at this point, Scully's like. Well, yeah, I've seen so much. It's kind of irritating. She's had cancer and nearly died, been impregnated with aliens, stung by an alien bee, been abducted multiple times, and she's seen a lot of shit. Yeah, like her family gets fucked up super yep. bad, her dog gets killed. Like her life, yeah. I don't know why she puts up with as much as she does. Because she loves Balder, man. Well, uh, I think within the first two seasons, everyone's parents are dead. It's a lot. Which is like, uh, at this point, why don't you quit? You know, like... Uh, you're yeah, what getting, they got to lose there? Everyone around you is dying. Uh, stop. But they had this great cast of characters with Cigarette Smoking Man, Skinner as their, like... Are bo- we taking bet- bets whether he vapes or not in uh, the oh, new man. season? He's got to still smoke. William B. Davies still I, alive. I That's... feel like they'll do a gag about someone offering him a vape, and he'll be like, what <laughs> well, the fuck is Mitch this? Well, was really great, too. Like, he's Shocker. underrated yeah. as Skinner. Yeah, Skinner's show. great because he's, he's supposed to be their boss that's, like, busting their chops and, like, wanting results and, like, stop chasing ghosts, Mulder. <laughs> but then also is like, <laughs> like, I know there's some secret shit. Yeah, I um, love the. I think it was in the season three opener, season four opener, when he tells Cigarette Smoking Man to kiss his ass. I was like, damn, that's harsh. That's but then this is also like the beginning of uh, what Vince Gilligan. So mm-hmm. that's another thing about the show. Vince Gilligan wrote for most of the series, like up until at least season seven. He was a 
one of their best writers. Like you look at the episodes he wrote, you're like, oh, that's a great one. That's one of the best. Yeah. Pusher, yeah. Bad Blood, X Cops, like drive. Hollywood. I AD assume drive. he did Drive. Yeah, definitely did Drive. That's where he met Brian Cranston. Yeah, and he was so he was so great. But there was also other great writers. Where the more Glenn Morgan and his brother were also wrote a ton of great episodes. And Glenn Morgan is, I believe, the current executive producer on The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. I think. Huh. Uh, but yeah, it was just this breeding ground for great writers who would go on to do their own thing. And I don't want to turn this into a George Lucas type situation, but I look back on it and I think, like, was Chris Carter, like, everybody talked up Chris Carter back then, like, he's a genius, he knows all this mythology. Chris Carter's so great and he directed this episode. But now I wonder if, like, was it really the other writers and Chris Carter was just, like, good at bossing him around or being in charge of it. I, I, I mean, don't know. I think over nine years, like, he's got his name on enough great episodes yeah, yeah. that I'm like, I'm sure, yeah, it's not one of those things, like, it's all thanks to him because mm-hmm. that's not the case. But Nothing is any one person's thing. Sure. In every, any movie or TV show is, is made by a committee. Except maybe Twin Peaks. <laughs> I feel like, <laughs> I feel like they, yeah. singular vision. I feel like if you remove him, uh, you... Another like a prolific uh, writer producer on X Files, Frank Spotnitz. Oh uh, yeah, he just made the uh, NYPD Blue. Uh, no, no. <laughs> uh, he he just made the the Man in the High Castle for Amazon. yeah, uh, that's really neat. Oh, that's, yeah, right, that's good yeah. stuff. But yeah. but yeah, it's like this is a show that like if you missed it, and I mean the '90s. This is one of those shows like before the internet was in everyone's house, and uh, like before the there were wiki four, wikis yeah. and search engines sucked. Like it was like. It was you, the big mystery you could go yeah, talk to some, people, and yeah. like you would look forward each week to like, will this episode tell me something more about what's going on? No, but it was a super entertaining one-off. Okay, great. And then would you would buy, go to school, and your friends would tell you like, oh, oh, last night it was actually a guy. No, for real, he could fly, and they explain how it's possible that someone could maybe fly. Like things I like that. I bought books and magazines just because oh, yeah, they're yeah, like, yeah. oh, the secrets of the X Files. You yeah. finally explained it. That just did the function, and it poorly, in yeah. some cases, of a Wikipedia page. Yeah. I'm just saying, this happened in this episode, this happened in this episode. But, like, whole industries were on that. They were on the yeah. cover of Rolling Stone. They were on yeah. the cover of all these things. Like, and the idea of, like, were a huge deal. the viewership for this fucking show is, like, it, it was something like, oh, yeah, like, 10 million people watched this. And it's, mm-hmm. like... And it was, it was peanuts almost, back then. It was, it was also almost, unthinkable numbers now. Yeah, and it's like almost every week. It's like yeah, ten, and then when it, a big episode, it's like fifteen or something. And it's just like if a show can get four mm-hmm. million, four to five million viewers now, mm-hmm. it's like nice. Yeah, you get a and raise. It's like you're you're here forever. Yeah. And on network TV, please and thank you. But yeah, then it's like yeah, this is a show that was just perpetually hugely popular, and then went on into syndication, and then. I mean, obviously, I had not like zero good games, but uh, <laughs> one of which we streamed on yeah. YouTube.com and, plus Network. Yeah, and then they had they tried to make a comeback with a new movie in yeah. 2008. Didn't do so well. Yeah, I liked I, it, but it's the same thing as Star Trek Insurrection, where it's like this is for people who already liked it. This is the stakes here are TV episode level. Mm. It's not that big of a deal. But as a fan of the show and just wanting to see these actors bounce off of each other and have lines and have scenes together, like I thought it was great yeah, because I, I, that's exactly what I wanted. I think it's about the expectation level of just sure. that you if you only get a movie every, even if you're lucky, like four years, you get a movie every two, three years, yeah. you want it to really matter. If you want a TV-level show or yeah. story, TV episodes are what you needed. Yeah. And so that's why this is a better... This new yeah. situation seems much better. Yeah. Yeah. And I will say, cl- closing, uh, even though the new episodes are starting now, so we'll see how they continue on this, but it did come to somewhat of a pleasing resolution where the show ends and they're kind of on the run. The date is set. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. the aliens are coming, and now in real life that date has passed. So it's more like they, they don't mention the "I want to believe" movie. At I don't all, think right? they no. really talk about yeah, it at all. It ends with them on a boat, which is kind of a nice thing. It's like that was what we thought was going to be their goodbye, which is like Mulder and Scully on vacation. I think uh, on a boat, it's their just happy like, ending. Yeah, and uh, I, I think they, that the new show starts in kind of a not so good place for them. Which They're is like, broken up again. Yes, oh boy, yeah. I which don't is fun. But when we'll come back, we'll talk about uh, some of our other fun experimental one-off episodes that actually probably became. The fan favorites more so than the mythology yeah. episodes. All the ones the sh- I watched. That made the show popular in the first place. And we'll close out with the famous 90s song of the era, David Duchovny, Why Don't You Love Me? <laughs> <laughs> Truth is out there about Geek Fuel, our sponsor for this week. Oh boy, uh, geekfuel.com slash laser time is where you can go to get started with your mystery box from Geek Fuel, featuring up to six to eight items every month with an exclusive t shirt. You can sign up for as many as you want, starting at $14. And if you sign up through geekfuel.com slash laser time, you can get a $20 Star Wars item bundled in free just for signing up through us. Geek Fuel sends a box to your house featuring six to eight items and an exclusive shirt featuring things like Ghostbusters, Game of Thrones, Doctor Who, uh, Marvel, DC, Nintendo, pop figures, pint glasses, posters, cards, shirts, a bunch of cool stuff. And guess what? Possibly X-Files. This month, I do believe, features Resident Evil in Geek Fuel boxes. And if you wanted to get January's Geek Fuel box, you're running out of time. These things do expire, and I know there's a Resident Evil item in this month's box. So, if you wanted to check out Geek Fuel, and we recommend you do, because who doesn't like little geeky gifts showing up at their doorstep? It's it's like Christmas once a month. It's beautiful. makes a good gift. We fully support it. We love our Geek Fuel boxes. And you can go to geekfuel.com slash laser time. That's one word. And you receive a free $20 bonus Star Wars item just for signing up, guys. Thank you. Ah, welcome back. <laughs> How about that, David? Accompany? Glad you guys got to watch that video. That I've I don't know who that, that is. And really who watched the video. Because we everybody been, was in that video, like embryos. It tells you who was filming <laughs> television in LA yeah. in 1998, yeah, in like the mid to late 90s, and yeah. also a bunch of porn people, also for some reason. <laughs> well, the porn people love David Duchovny. Yeah. He's given them so much, yeah. uh, so and much it's... work, and so much uh, of his financial compensation. He's he's paid them quite a lot, but anyway. As we were talking about before, mm-hmm. and now I'm manning the sound, so that's why the sound is <laughs> Doesn't bad. matter. Hey, so the mythology doesn't stay... Can you stay, tell I'm not hosting anymore? <laughs> the mythology doesn't stay with us anymore. We all know what happened. What really sticks with us are the weird episodes, the gimmick episodes, the Kai concept sure. episodes that are really worth revisiting and rewatching on Netflix. And one thing that was crazy to me just from watching it from the beginning was like, some of them I hadn't seen since they broadcast, and they were not widescreen. And they're now widescreen because 
they filmed every episode in widescreen or to give them the option because they knew HD was they anticipated yeah. HD television because it was filmed on 35 millimeter which translates to yeah. HD so but. it was a pleasant surprise for these episodes unlike the Simpsons which uh, on what the, yeah they'd rather the cut app. shit out man yeah or same there's with no like, jokes over there don't worry or with Dave's <laughs> bol- or with Brett's beloved Next Generation yeah. they they can't do it because they yeah. had even though they filmed in widescreen they didn't they put stuff in the corners because they thought <laughs> no one's gonna see this we're chopping it off so just some janitor like napping in the well, corner well there's stuff they shot on videotape so it's yeah. like they don't they can't do anything to that footage it's, nope. it's there forever got it now I know why the video makes sense David company, why don't you love me Woman wrote it, Bree Sharp, and two X-Files producers made the video as a present for David Duchovny, which is why uh, the cast of Friends, Frasier, uh, uh, Dharma and Craig, and Brad, Brad Pitt, Kiss, and Jerry Springer, and Alex Rebecca in this fucking video, uh, shot on a handheld, like, camcorder. It's <laughs> well, insane. Okay, it's, well, but so while while these we did an article on LazerTimePodcast.com that was our our seven favorite experimental X Files episodes, yeah. and again, but everybody but Chris wrote. <laughs> I'm I'm the least familiar with the series. But what what what's what makes these so great though is how and we mentioned this before is how they contrast with the very serious, very like body count ridden mm-hmm. and mind and body violated main story of the X Files. And when these episodes would pop up, it was like that's really cute. Or entertaining, or just really out there, mm-hmm. and to—it's it, hard to suggest like, oh, go to Netflix and watch these because it's like I don't know that it'll really—it'll just be like—is this what the show was like? I don't understand. Mm, yeah. But maybe, maybe these characters are so like just omnipresent through osmosis. You would be like, oh, I know what Mulder and Scott. Maybe it's yeah, still entertaining. It all, I, I think don't know. it kind of turns them into. Well, I don't know because I have the background. I know what they yeah. are, but I feel like you could watch them and just know the idea of Mulder and Scully, just like you have the idea of Bugs Bunny or Spider Man sure. or Batman, <laughs> and you're like, this is another adventure of those people. I mean, these yeah. were the like I'm strangely very familiar with some of these episodes because they're the ones whose promos like, wait, what? What the fuck? Yeah, I watch that, and so I have the, enough yeah. knowledge of the show to. And what what's great is like this show kind of. I don't know that you can't say like shows didn't do this before because like shows were doing Halloween episodes and that's kind of like a gimmick episode. It's like, oh, it's time for the Halloween show, like Simpsons or Roseanne or whatever. Later shows that would try to do the X Files blueprint would be like, oh, it's time for our fun one, guys. And yeah, they Drew would like carried it a lot. They would like try. They would like knowingly do like you know like X Files. They would do the goofy ones and. Mm-hmm. Fringe did it once, and it was absolutely the worst episode of the whole series. <laughs> well, that one? And I don't blame them because there was some awful like night that Fox had that was like the night of rock. Rock is back, no. and it was like the, some show they had was coming back. So like, here's Glee. Is that a Fox show? Yes, it is. So it was like Glee is back. So Glee's gonna do all Kiss tonight, and this thing and that thing. So Fringe is like. Well, I guess we have to do a musical episode, huh? Oh, no. And so Fringe tries oh, to no. do music, and it's like, oh, nobody here can really sing. <laughs> and it's really Except silly. Except for Leonard Nimoy. Did you get that's, something I heard, that's something I heard about Must-See TV, that when in the Must-See TV era of NBC, they would want to do theme nights of, like, the power's out in New York City, <laughs> or everybody's visiting each other's shows. And they pitch it to all of the other shows would do it. But Seinfeld would just say, like, Seinfeld and Larry David would say, oh, fuck that, we're not doing that. Like, <laughs> because it looked weird in syndication anyway. Yeah. And, but okay, the, but X-Files didn't give a shit about that, including in the top seven, I want to, let's start with, well, we didn't number the entries, but there are seven of them. And the first one was X-Cops. Which that's, aired, that's the one I remember. February 20th, 2000, which was great to just watch 
Yeah. I, I loved it the most when the show was on Sunday nights because I could watch yeah. The Simpsons, yeah. King of the Hill, whatever garbage was on after that, <laughs> and then The X-Files. Yeah. Or wait, no, it was X-Files at 9. Files nine. Yeah. So yeah, you got King of the Hill, Simpsons, X-Files, yeah. or Futurama, and The X-Files. Uh, and so that episode is filmed like cops, taking yeah. advantage of them being in L.A., written by Vince Gilligan. And it starts out with them being filmed on television. Mortal, have you noticed that we're on television? I don't think it's live television, Scully. She just said... <laughs> <laughs> so that's like when, when Mulder's trying to... like. It starts with like, oh, it's a, it's a cop, and he's like, uh, and it starts just like an episode of Cops, such yeah. that if you weren't paying attention, yeah. you'd be like, oh, Fox well, because they eventually they have to start they with a thing in the beginning that says like, this is special present, but with the cops voice guy, yeah. yeah. So but they, they they like kind of invade the uh, an episode of Cops. They're like, yeah, literally, it, right? It, it starts it, like a normal episode. It of It reads more like an episode of Cops that the X Files cast falls into, mm-hmm. and it's only Mulder and Scully with a bunch of other people running around the streets of L.A. Yeah. But it starts with like just oh, there's like a prowler. And then Mulder thinks based all of a sudden in all the chaos yeah. there's two FBI agents in the yard and they're like, Well, put your hands up and then they yeah, argue Mulder like, Mulder has a theory. Yeah. What you saw was large, right? Maybe seven, eight feet tall when it stood up on its two legs and it was covered in fur and had glowing red eyes and claws. Claws sharp enough to gouge the wood off that front door. You're not serious. And dare I forget teeth. <laughs> it bit you, didn't it? Yeah, look at that. Big teeth, eight feet tall. What the hell are you describing? A werewolf. Excuse me. <laughs> this is the deadpan. I'm sorry. A werewolf. I, I really hope people aren't too young to understand the cops reference. Like it was on the air on all cops, the time. The cops is still on. No, I think it got canceled. I, I'm looking at it right now. I think it's. it's the, I think it's. Oh, it's. It's not canceled. Yeah, but they're on season 28 right now. Yeah, it's, it's it just beats out the Simpsons yeah. for Fox's longest running show yeah. by like a year. It was yeah. so easy. It also changed America in ways too, yeah. like that. But yeah, it's so it's a found footage episode that Mulder and Scully just come into, and also in that scene, you couldn't. It was a visual gag, but as Mulder is explaining his crazy theories, which Scully is used to hearing, she's now he's now doing it in front of a, a national a TV audience. audience yeah. She's like, "You're humiliating the FBI by talking yeah. about werewolves on this." And also, it turns out what he thought was a werewolf then is identified as Freddy Krueger, which was yeah. hilarious too. Yeah, as it goes from person to person who's been attacked by this thing, he's like, "Oh, it's a werewolf." So this described describe to me, and they're like. Yeah, this guy had like claws on his hands and had a red sweater. And then someone else, when he talks to the cop, he's like, "It was the hornet person." He was like the wasp man, or yeah, hornet something man. his family brought. So then, and it's like a mouthful of stingers. Uh, then David Duchovny or Mulder pulls together the best theory he could. And then another eyewitness claims she sees Freddy Krueger. Scully, what if, what if we're dealing with one creature, one entity that when it attacks appears to you as your worst nightmare, fear. Maybe that's what this thing feeds on. Much like the Blair Witch Project, if you're waiting to see the thing, you're not going to see it. And this was like this was only a few, not even six months after Blair Witch. So like the rest of the industry hadn't been like everybody do found footage movies quick. (laughs) It's like it was they just and I'm I'm sure someone saw it and Fox was like we have a found footage show, (laughs) but it's so great. Yeah, it's so great and stripped down. It almost rewatching it now felt sort of like watching an episode of The Shield. Yeah, like because it was. Handheld cameras on the real streets of L.A. Yeah. in shitty parts of L.A. late at night. Uh, oh, by the way, Chris. Uh, hey, Mo! <laughs> <laughs> really Cops was canceled by Fox. 
It's now airing on Spike TV. There you go. Man. Uh, well, but it's still new episode. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, after after episodes and usually, of usually tactical, <laughs> tactically edited to show things that reinforce your stereotypical beliefs. Yeah. Uh-huh. But other than fa- I guess other than fashion and like technology around them or the things they're stealing. <clears throat> What really, like, you could show an episode of 94 Cops oh, to, yeah. today. It wouldn't change. I'm just looking at the episode descriptions. Sorry to go, like, they're all the same. Like, these, the way they describe each episode is just so generic. A man jumps from a moving vehicle to escape police. A car chase ends with call to paramedics. An agitated man confesses, confuses threatening actions with heroism. <laughs> it's like, that could be any, that could be, happen any week. I think that was my cops. fortune cookie. Yeah. I liked when, when they came to Jacksonville, I was like, holy shit, Jacksonville. Oh, yeah. Dave, also, the, the, I love the commercial breaks that were the X-Files logos oh, over yeah. the flashing yeah, lights. It's the flashing, yeah, it's, yeah, they did. So that was, a, that was of, of all the experimental ones, it's the most gimmicky in that it's the, we're crossing over with cops, and it's shot like a cops episode, mm-hmm. so it's shaky cam. And but it's, it's fun and easy to jump into. Yeah, like you don't need to know anything about X-Files. It, it's only a letdown in the sense of if you were wanting to see the creature, mm-hmm. you don't. But, but I, it's it's all about the chase yeah. and what happens. And this is one of those X-Files episodes where uh, a lot of them do this, where it doesn't give you a concrete answer. Was Mulder's assumption correct or not? Mm-hmm. It's just like Scully doesn't have enough actual real physical evidence to make a determination. Mulder f- makes a determination that fits the evidence they have, mm-hmm. which isn't necessarily correct. But it's like, well, all those wounds were different. And this happened, and that happened, and that happened. Therefore, it's a monster made out of fear. <laughs> yeah. With the most, the best example of which is the woman who dies of a virus that's not even in the room. Yeah, like she yeah. she thinks she has the hunt of virus and then dies from it. I also well love, dies from the symptoms of it. And but. I love the uh, the gay couple they come on oh, uh, yeah. come along <laughs> to. They're they're great. They're just bickering. They it's the stereotypical bick, bickering couple call. Yeah. Except it's two <laughs> gay older gay men. And it, it, yeah. And that they're not attacked by the monster because they're they're not they're strong s- together. Man. They're strong together and they're not scared of. They have no mortal fear. They're not mm. scared of dying. They're scared of like losing each other. So Aww. like it's not like the monster doesn't even go after. Yeah. Anyway. That, oh, and they also the last clip I want to burn off is kind of explains. How every episode of the X Files ends. But the crimes we are investigating are are paranormal. Yeah, this is more uh, vamping for the camera. With absolute conviction. Um, and and the nature of these crimes, they're 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 notoriously hard to quantify on any kind of rigorous scientific level, as Agent Scully will tell you. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, and yeah. that's like the typical ride along where the camera guy's in the back. <laughs> Uh, so the the next episode on the list was Triangle, Triangle. Uh, from November twenty second, nineteen ninety eight. Uh, so this was another season six episode, and it it was the one that broke my brain because I remembered I remembered it as the only widescreen episode. Yeah. It was a big deal that as the story went, that Chris Carter wrote it and directed the episode, and he wanted to do one that was just he thought it'd be economical to film one long take four times every. Mm. Scenes ended only when the commercial break came. Right. But as it turned out, it was more complicated than that anyway because they could only get four minutes of camera uh, of footage on a camera then. <clears throat> so Jesus. there's there's Jesus. a lot of... If you've seen Alfred Hitchcock's rope, which mm. everybody here has... I've seen the scene. You've seen no, that the camera will stop mm. on an object. And you're like, right. why did it stop on this object? And then it starts up again. And yeah. that's, There's a lot of that in it, but... 
Mulder goes to the Bermuda Triangle. This also starts in season six where they're broken up. They they are they're working for different. They're not it, partners. It's one of the uh, twelve hundred times the X Files are disbanded. Yes. <laughs> so Mulder goes off on his own to the Bermuda Triangle. Ends up on the Queen Anne, which was a ship famously lost in the Bermuda Triangle in nineteen thirty nine. And he's talking about, no, it's it's 1998, guys. I mean, the president's getting a blowjob, but that's all you should be worried about. And yeah. and then he and then the Nazis are on the ship, and the Nazis are played by regulars on the show. Mm. Cigarette Smoking Man is a Nazi, including, and Skinner seems to be one of them, but he's actually a double agent. Of course, uh, as as it was, it, it, yeah. uh, and and then Scully is there, but it's not Scully. She's a secret agent yeah. too. But it, yeah, it's all about this like weird dreamlike state where it's like, oh, so he went back in time in the Bermuda Triangle. Yet, <laughs> yet everyone here is the cast of the show. And he even remarks upon it. It's not like we're supposed to just think these are different people. Yeah. Like he's like, oh, that looks like Scully. That looks like Skinner. That looks like cigarette smoking. Ma-. Like he's aware. So it's like that doesn't. That seems even less like time travel and more like some dream fantasy state. And there's even there's an even more intense scene where Scully is trying to find where Mulder is, and she's walks through the entire yeah. FBI building seemingly. And the only way they could do it was she goes in the elevator. She goes in an elevator, goes to different floors. They just have to change the set as she's in there while she's doing a scene in there just to make it look like the floor had changed. And then the famous shot that I remembered was there's Scully on the ship in the present day mm. and then Scully, the Scully equivalent in the 39. Mm. And they walk from left to right on both sides of the screen and they cross in the middle. And then as they pass, they both kind of like look back where the other yeah. one was. And it's, it's this very cool shot. Yeah, it's kind of like a Forrest Gump thing, too, it felt like. Or just the the way they cut in things. Oh, like, look, two people are on the same screen. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a neat little special effects show-off yeah. with just these little tricks. But And it, it works as a one-off, but then it also does have some mythologi- mythological... It slightly. Uh, so, what I came away with it, with it was that it was the first time Mulder and Scully ever kissed. Sort of. Well, it was the first time David Duchovny kissed uh, Jillian Anderson on the show, and this is the line from it. So, if I don't turn this ship around... In all likelihood, I won't exist. Neither will you. So in case we never meet again. Ooh. Then she punches him in the face. but and, And so, he jumps into the water, and then they find his body, and... Then it turns into the Wizard of Oz. Yeah. You were there, Scully. He's delirious. And he was there, too. Right, me and my dog, Toto. Right, you were there with the Nazis. Mulder, will you settle down? It's an order. Not that he takes orders. Yeah. You saved the world, Scully. Yeah. You're right, I did. What kind of drugs is he on? I want some. <laughs> I'm, ter- <laughs> I'm terribly sorry, but I have to disappear. <laughs> Oh, uh, thank Bye, you guys. Chris. I wanted to plug laser time. Oh, we're doing. You're yeah, doing yeah, it. This right? is okay. Okay. <laughs> I was confused. Okay. It's the mysterious disappearance of Chris. Bye. Anyway, Triangle is the. I think looking back on it, Triangle is the episode where Mulder realized he loved Scully. Like mm. he was in love with her. He realized like that that kiss was in. He wakes up <laughs> like, oh, I love you, Scully. Like his last words. One of the last mm. epi- words in the episode is, "I love you, Scully," and she just passes off like. You had a head injury. Right. And I'm just gonna go, and I don't know. It was a sweet. It was sweet. Yeah. It was a sweet ending. Yeah. Uh, so then, next up on our the list was uh, Jose Chung's from Outer Space, the earliest episode on the list from uh, April 12th, 1996. 
And this is definitely and, the one that when people go like, oh, fun, it, fun, it, expo, yeah. it's the one. Mainly because it's kind of the first in a yep. way, but it's also, not only is it among the first, if not the first, you know, you could argue which ones were silly or not, but yeah. like, it's super silly. Yeah. Like, so, it's really weird. I, mean, I don't think Fox knew what to do with it because, <laughs> uh, like, all, like, all of the entries on the list have the promo uh, the, commercial. Like the TV spot for him, yeah. It <laughs> is not like uh, convey at all that it's a kind of going to be a lighthearted yeah. episode. It's like this yeah. is the episode that just might prove yeah. that aliens are real because be- they because di- they didn't realize they were left instead with Charles Nelson Riley as the main character. What you can't market that in 1996? Come on. Do you prefer the term abductee or experiencer? Actually, I prefer neither, but my partner uses abductee. My preference is for the other. I've just had a uh, little alien experience. As opposed to, I've just been abducted. It's, yeah, so this episode is very campy. Uh, it's With it, the campiest human he, alive, yeah, Charles Nelson Riley. And he plays the eponymous Jose Chung. And he, he is an author who is uh, writing, uh, like, he's, he's a published author, but he's, be, like, kind of fallen on some, like, uh, bad times. And he's, like, trying to get a new book that'll be successful. And he thinks that writing a book about alien abduction will, you know, pave the or way. So, he, so he's interviewing people involved in what... Uh, they're not sure if it is or is not uh, an alien abduction case, mm-hmm. but the, the, the what makes the episode so unique is that um, Jose is telling these tales that he's uh, from these interviews that he's had, and a lot of these interviews, you know, you don't know if they're true or not, so they're a little bit out, like outlandish, and they also will sometimes include uh, Fox Mulder or Dana Scully in it. Mm-hmm. But as and, the characters Lasky and Muldrake. That's right. well. So that when he writes the when he writes the book, that's what he calls mm-hmm. uh, Fox Mulder and Dana Scully. Oh, also because of the flashback nature of it, they had one of my fa- like a great joke about how it's a story being told by someone else. Yeah. Well, thanks a lot. You really bleeped up this case. <laughs> well, of course he didn't actually say bleeped. He said I'm uh, familiar with uh, detective manners as colorful phraseology. You still going to hold the boy? Oh, you bet your blankety-blank bleep I am. The victim seems to confirm his alibi. The hell she did? Those kids' stories couldn't be more bleeping different. Uh, Every time he showed up, I would be like, I would forget that that's what his gimmick was, and then he would say bleeping. And there's one one part where they go right to commercials, like, you really bleep this up. (laughs) Yeah, actually, that was the thing I liked in the X-Cops episode, too, that they would never... They wouldn't break the reality of the show on a regular episode with a bleep sound effect because it's like no you're supposed to be watching something that's completely take you out of it to know a sensor put a bleep over something but if you were on an episode of cops and you swore of course you were going to get that bleeped out so they bleeped that out and same on this that when it's scully telling the story but not wanting to swear as she's telling it Mm -hmm. it's it's a fun it's a pretty fun aside yeah and so yeah jose collects all these things like but there's there's alien smoking there's dudes in mm. alien costumes who reveal themselves to be just guys yeah. in costumes but then they get abducted I mean the episode starts with a fight between an alien and like a this claymation a claymation devil, devil. <laughs> it's so weird it's ridiculous and, yeah. Yeah. and there's parts of the story where it's like yeah it's a story being told within the story to Dan Scully <laughs> so like uh, things can be so embellished and yeah and, then and the way things crisscross where it's like they find the pilot a human pilot who was Oh yeah, I fly UFOs all the yeah. time, and then no, that's not real. And here's what we do with them. And then oh, but that oh that devil guy. Oh yeah, you mean like Blanzor from the core of the earth? Yeah, he's yeah. real. And it's like <laughs> what? 
And, and it's just, yeah, they double back on the each other. The guy talking about the lava man, that who, yeah. by the end of the episode, starts his own religion yeah. of lava man. I, I, don't think the, I don't think I asked to get clips for these because they're kind of more, like, visual yeah. or very quick. But, like, there's just weird little embellishments, like, especially because a lot of, it, because the story's being told to Dana Scully, a lot of it is like, well, Fox did this. Like, oh, yeah. he went to this diner and ate eight pieces of pie while <laughs> interrogating a guy. Yeah. Or, like... He walked up like a... Because there was no... There's lost time for Mulder, so people yeah. were trying to figure out what happened. And, and so other guy's like, oh, well, uh, the only thing I remember from when uh, these two uh, people... The, when the people from the X-Files came to the crime scene is that uh, Fox shrieked like a girl when he saw the corpse. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it also features the very conspiracy-minded guest star. Oh, yeah. Mr. Crickinson. Your scientific illiteracy makes me shudder. <laughs> and I wouldn't flaunt your ignorance by telling anyone that you saw anything last night other than the planet Venus. Because if you do, you're a dead man. I'm not going to spoil who his partner is if you haven't <laughs> seen really the episode. Good. It's yeah. even bad. But yeah. th- he's years away from being a governor. Like, a couple yeah. years away from being a governor yeah. at this point. Yeah, yeah. he's the, the, the man in black. Yeah, that that's was Jesse Ventura. That yeah. the prior year was played by Tommy Lee Jones and yeah. uh, Will Smith. That's right. It's basically the same role he's fulfilling, but he's the guy when someone's getting too close to the truth, these ethereal men show up and yeah. spook him. The men in black. The men in mm-hmm. black. And that they did that to Boulder as well, which shows they're above the FBI. Like yeah. that, but is that even real either? Like yeah. who's telling it's it? So yeah, that's why this show is this episode is so good. Yeah. Like this is one you can watch. You get a little bit of the alien stuff, but it's very lighthearted and, and it, yeah. there is a little bit of creepiness in the fact that like so the episode starts at, like it's about this oh, boy, yeah. this this couple that's abducted, but the girl later confesses and some, some people say it's because of like the men in black they say that like that she's been brainwashed and that she's saying that the this this boy that she was out with sexually assaulted her so it's a little bit weird there but it ends with yeah. like it ends with him like like coming up to her window and like throwing rocks like i still love you and she's like love is that what all you boys want yeah, yeah it's, and it's like it. and i think that's playing with it like yeah they probably were abducted and she like it's just playing on conventions. Like he really does love her, and uh, she well, just doesn't want it. What I like how it ended with uh, some of my, a central thing in most of these ep- uh, these gimmick episodes that I loved was that they illuminated something about the characters mm-hmm. of Mulder and Scully you'd had before, and I really like the ending with Jose's insight into Mulder uh, yeah. and Scully. Seeking the truth about aliens means a perfunctory nine to five job to some. For although Agent. Diana Lusky is noble of spirit and pure at heart. She remains, nevertheless, a federal employee. As for her partner, Raynard Muldrake, a ticking time bomb of insanity, his quest into the unknown has so warped his psyche, one shudders to think how he receives any pleasures from life. And when he's saying he doesn't receive any pleasures, you see uh, Fox Mulder laying in bed, like, yeah. like shirtless, like looking at a TV screen, so you're like, "Oh, is he gonna? Is he watching porn right now?" And they show what he's watching, oh, and yeah. it's a footage of Sasquatch. Uh, Sasquatch. Bigfoot yeah. thing. Yeah. It's Bigfoot footage. It's just like yeah. I don't think Fox ever looked more like a loser than in that moment. Commercial alert! Put the VCR on pause. Ah! 
Thank you guys for listening to our X Files show. Oh, hey, Brett. Oh, hi. Hey, I, thank you for uh, thank you guys for taking the reins of this. I do not know as much about the X Files as I thought I did. I'm hoping we got all these uh, facts correct because I'm sure there's things uh, that we half remember, much like the show's canon. And if they got it wrong, do not go to lasertimepodcast.com. Don't. Do not comment on the article. <laughs> and don't tell me at lasertime on Twitter. But and yeah. do not at all mention or join us for our Monday night movie community choice yeah galaxy quest of course there was no other choice by grabthar's hammer <laughs> the community has spoken it is yeah. galaxy quest this monday at six o'clock if you're a patron at the five dollar level or more there'll be an mp3 commentary for you to enjoy anytime you want yeah um we you know what else there's going to be a top seven this week elston oh there is you ever play xcom I did me too and this xcom 2 is coming out everybody's excited and we're talking about permadeath Permadeath, permadeath in perma- games. Permadeath is a challenge to avoid. And you like anniversaries, don't you? Oh, boy, do I. Guess what? We stream every week on twitch.tv slash lasertime, and we've archived them at youtube.com slash lasertime network. And what anniversary do you think it is this week? Duke Nukem? Is, you want to do Duke Nukem? We can do that. Uh, let's rock. And on our poop show, we do a weekly shit show, bad game stream. We'll see how Duke Nukem qualifies. But it's also the five-year anniversary of Dead Space 2. And oh, apparently Henry goody. has beat it three times. So have I, actually. Have you really? Yeah, I beat it on zealots difficulty i believe oh we've been having some some minor difficulties with our streaming thanks to the i don't know some weird audio issue but we are still doing that we hope to improve it and we're going to be streaming that with some dead space experts in addition to that i hope to talk about some mario rpgs with you guys yes yeah. the empire this week uh paper jam finally came out in the ah. u.s uh, about a thousand years after it came out on the rest of the planet yeah but uh <laughs> more more great music from yoko shimamura so we'll be talking about uh that on vg empire this week and the new mini coming next week and there might be an addition thing on later time podcast I got about Mario RPGs in addition to something about documentaries that I am really late on turning in but I found a nice spin on it I think everybody's going to enjoy I think in the time it took you to write this article uh, there will be a documentary that will have <laughs> begun shooting and concluded yeah, there's enough footage and stupid streams of me to put together to make a documentary on how to not write an article Can we get Keith David to narrate <laughs> in the mid 2000s uh, Chris Antista watched it. Writing checks his butt couldn't catch. Ted Turner's checkbook. Ted Turner does not have a checkbook anymore, by the way. No, he it's has, an iPad. He has a lot of Visa gift cards. He was bought out. <laughs> uh, but we have not been bought out. We're still working our ass off every week making podcasts for you guys. Extremely purchasable, though. Yes. <laughs> if you are listening and have a vast quantity of cash. It's true. Uh, but we, we encourage you to check out Cape Crisis, Cheap Podcast, and our new shows, Talking Simpsons and... Um, 302010. That's the one. 302010. <laughs> it's a weekly time capsule about uh, what happened this week. 30 years ago, 20 years ago, 10 years ago. I can't even tell you what it's about because it changes every week. It does. And the some and I'm I'm still in the I'm still in the midst of being bummed out by the one comment on there saying I should shut up. But who was there to talk about the American Rabbit other than me this week? You know you wanted to I hear about it. I can't believe how many things every week that is like, really this is the one where we're going to spend 25 <laughs> minutes talking about well, Don Knotts and American Rabbit. If you listen to this show, you know I'm fascinated by all like animated theatrical minutia, especially yeah. the weird shit that happened in the 80s and it was yeah. my one moment to talk about it and I put the question on Twitter what the fuck is this nobody got back to me meaning this is a this is hyper obscure you also did a kickle cubicle you're damn right uh, I how much more can there be for you to do? I am a one-man demographic. <laughs> but anyway, check out all that and more on lasertimepodcast.com. Thank you guys and back to the truth. Uh, so the next one on the list that it was one of my favorites was Bad Blood from February 22nd, 1998. 
Uh, not too long after Triangle, actually. Yeah, this is this was or before like Triangle. when this aired. This was like one of my absolute favorites. Absolute favorites. So it's, it's it's similar in that it's stories being told after the fact, so mm-hmm. you get some embellishments. But, the but idea, it's Mulder and Scully telling a story. Yes, this time. telling a story, and they're trying to get each other's story straight as they remember it, and then they have to tell it to to Skinner. But yeah. it, it opens with like the best cold open, well, not cold open, but the <laughs> one best, of the best, opening the best pre credits openings of all, which is a kid being chased by somebody, this little the, fat teenager, this, yeah, and he's looking behind him screaming like get away, yeah. get away, get away, and then the kid gets falls down, gets knocked over, someone puts a stake in his heart and starts smashing it in with a with a rock, mm-hmm. and you're like oh, so it's X Files, yeah. somebody's killing a vampire, and then you see that it's Mulder, and you're like oh shit, wow, Mulder killed the yeah. vampire. And then Scully runs up, and she's like, dude, those teeth are fake. <laughs> she just pulls... He's like, ah, yeah. oh, look, it, yeah. it's all silent. That's why yeah. I don't have a voice yeah, clip of yeah, it. Yeah. But she, he points at the teeth like, no, see, it was a vampire. Yeah. And then she pulls the fake teeth out, and then Mulder goes, oh, shit, dude. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Him, he goes, oh, shit. <laughs> there we go. That kid, by the way, I think is the catcher from uh, Sandlot. Yeah, uh, you're does, killing me, Smalls. Yep, does look that, like that, you're killing I, me, uh, <laughs> Mulder. You're killing me, Mulder. Literally. <laughs> so then they have to retell the story because it's like, well, Mulder's facing murder charges yeah. for stabbing a boy in the heart with a wooden stake. So they end up going down to where is it? Is it well, like, it's supposed, Cheney, uh, Texas. Texas, where it is. Yeah, and it's it's supposed to be this, but it's know, Vancouver. It's, it's clearly, clearly not, not Texas, but. They're supposed to go down there and investigate this. Uh, well, so yeah. so they come back to the office and they they're like, "We got to get our story straight before we meet Skinner because yeah. I murdered this kid, but you know I didn't do it." And Skinner's yeah. like, "I don't know if you did," and that leads to them telling each other what their stories were, yeah. and that's the it's the Rashomon type conceit of it. Sure, it is one through Scully's eyes. As she sees herself as the put upon yeah. codependent of an asshole, like yeah. who, of a fast talking jerk yeah. who takes her for granted. Then, meanwhile, in Mulder's mind, he's like, yeah. "No, you're always mean to me and don't believe and, me. Yeah, I'm, and I'm his, super nice." He's super patient in his yeah. version. He's like, "In Scully, even though I really value <laughs> no, your this, pit- is, this, uh. is, this is my favorite clip of Nice Mulder <laughs> that we have here. I think that what we may be looking at is what appears to be a series of vampire or vampire-like attacks. And what do you base that? Uh, well, on the <laughs> corpses drained of blood and the fang marks on the neck. <laughs> but as always, I'm, I'm very eager to hear your opinion. Well, it's obviously not a vampire. Well, why not? Because they don't exist? Well, that's one opinion, and I respect that. <laughs> he's never saying that. He's literally the exact opposite. But in his mind, he's like, oh, I expect yeah. respect. But, and then in Scully's version, he's like super excited and just like, bada-bam, bada-bam, look at all this, look at all this concrete evidence I look got. At these, it's more like four cows, and uh, look at these bodies on yeah. their neck, and boom, we're going down Cheney's boot yeah. up. And also the way he orders her around to do autopsies. That yeah. was, I think that too was, it, this was a Vince Gilligan written episode, and it was another one where it felt like they're mocking the point that in almost every episode, she was like, well, it's autopsy time. time yeah. for So she's given like four autopsies to do in this yeah. episode, uh, which also led to uh, this didn't happen back to back. But I put them together to show just how uh, it's my favorite moment to show how they differently remember things. We got another dead tourist. You got to do another autopsy. Tonight? I just put money in the magic fingers. I won't <laughs> let it go to waste. Then <laughs> tired frustrated and lacking a solid lead i just wanted to get cleaned up i had the sheriff drop me at the motel which is where i ran into you what do you mean you want me to do another autopsy why do i have to do it right now i just spent hours on my feet doing an autopsy all for you i do it all for you Mulder. you know i haven't eaten since these 
o'clock this morning, and all that was was half of a cream cheese bagel, and it wasn't even real cream cheese. It was light cream cheese. And now you want me to run off and do another autopsy? Uh, so <laughs> he just laughs in her face, taking her yeah. magic fingers, which... You got to think somewhere in the middle of that. Yeah, that's what's really fun. Is it's much yeah. like most X Files stuff. It's like the truth is in the middle. <laughs> uh, that, that's a better tagline for yeah. it. Also, Luke Wilson is in the episode. Yeah, and that's one of my favorite. It's one of the most obvious gags. But like Mulder oh, wow. remembers him as like a well, gosh, I don't know well, where uh, the giant buck teeth. I guess this is where uh, the <laughs> FBI experts come in. And then in Scully's version, he's super handsome and polite and, and nice. And in both, she's got a crush on him. And, yeah. uh, and obviously, Mulder did not care for. That. Yeah. <laughs> That's also in, in Mulder's version when he's explaining all these things. He's like, Well, there's actually lots of types of vampires. There's this yeah. type and this type. And Scully, like, is just yawning in his face. Like, yeah. oh, jeez, he's talking about the vampires. Yeah. Like, it's, oh, it's, a, so it's a cute, fun episode that reveals a lot about their personalities and their relationship. And mm-hmm. it also ends with, like, a, you know, a twist in a twist. Mm-hmm. Of what the vampire situation actually is, so I don't know. I thought that yeah, was kind of. Fun. I love that. Ep- I love that episode. Uh, oh, and the next was uh, their first real Christmas episode, I guess. How the ghosts stole Christmas. I think there's one called Christmas Carol. Oh yeah, but I, I don't right, remember. Yeah. I don't remember much. Uh, about but this that. was December thirteenth, nineteen ninety eight. So very long time ago. Yeah, this, yeah. How the ghosts stole Christmas. Uh, it's. Uh, Set in a haunted house where people died, or like a, a murder suicide of a of a husband and wife, like a hundred years earlier, something like that. Oh yeah, and so, but it's Christmas Eve. It and is Christmas well, Eve. Here's the explanation: the dark Gothic manor, the uh, omnipresent low fog hugging the thicket of overgrowth. Wait, is that a hound I hear baying out in the moors? No, actually, that was a left cheek sneak. <laughs> Mulder, <laughs> tell me you didn't call me on here on Christmas Eve to go ghost busting with you. Technically speaking, they're called apparitions. Um, yeah, they got yeah. a little messy there, but yeah, yeah, but yeah. So he's just brought to this house to look for ghosts, and and this is an episode where they get to finally, after you know, I forget what season is this season six, six, season six. six yeah. So after six years of like pretty serious stuff and a handful of fun things, mm-hmm. they finally get to do just a straight up haunted house where <laughs> the walls disappear, the floor creaks. Weird things happen. There's ghosts trying to, like, prey on them. But it all comes down to, like, the ghosts are this married couple who just love luring l- star-crossed lovers in and and trying to, like, trick them into killing each other just to be like, ha-ha, we got two you more really people. love each other. A lover's pack to have you yeah. murder-suicide each other. And it's Ed Asner and Lily Tomlin. Yes. Like, it's so great casting. Yeah. And Ed Asner... J. Jonah Jameson, Ed Asner? <laughs> they're, they're both... They both of them also have like they're just psychoanalyzing Mulder yes. and Scully from the start like this. I found you all tend to fall into pretty much the same category. And what category is that? Narcissistic, overzealous, self-righteous, egomaniac. That's a category. You kindly think of yourself as single-minded, but you're prone to obsessive compulsiveness. Workaholism, anti-socialism, fertile fields for the descent into total wacko breakdown. <laughs> Again, these threats of like, yeah, Baldy, you're on the edge of just going crazy. Yeah. Like you're not, you're barely normal as it is. You yeah. kind of aren't. Then, meanwhile, Lily Tomlin reads the riot acts to Jillian and Dana Scully. Maybe you repress the truth about why you're really here, pretending it's out of duty or loyalty. Unable to admit your dirty little secret, your only joy in life is proving him wrong. You don't know me. And you don't live here. This isn't your house. (laughs) You wouldn't think so, the way I'm being treated. 
Well, then why is all the furniture covered? We're having the house painted. Well, then where's the Christmas tree? We're Jewish. <laughs> but yeah, it's funny watching Mulder just kind of roll with all of it because he's like, yeah, of course they're ghosts. But then when Scully is like veering on the belief that these might be ghosts, mm. like she's losing it. Yeah, in like, fact, that scene is like the opposite of an Amor yeah. Scully scene where she's like, no, you guys really are ghosts. And then Lily Tomlin's the one throwing out like, no, here's an explanation. Duh, it's yeah, yeah, it's like totally it's like backwards. Yeah. But what's great about this is at the end, they 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 they're able to get out. They they think they're tricked into killing each other, but then they're not, and they realize it's an illusion, and they get out and they escape. But what this teaches them is how much that they actually care about each other. Mm-hmm. So the episode closes with even it though it's Christmas them Eve, closer. Yeah. even though it's Christmas Eve, like they get out, and the whole time Scully's like, "I got to go wrap presents, Mulder. I got to be to dinner in the morning. I got to have Christmas morning with my family." And then she ends up like when they escape, she just can't sleep, and then she goes to Mulder's house uh, apartment like at four in the morning or some undisclosed time, just super mm-hmm. early. This is and it's super cold and snowy, and they just hang out Christmas Day morning and unwrap presents together. And it's as a viewer, you're like, that's so sweet. And yeah. you actually get this sense that they, uh, even though it's a one-off episode, that it really brings them closer together. In a way that the shows hadn't done before. Mm-hmm. And it's the kind of thing you do in a Christmas special exactly, episode, yeah. but that by six seasons, like X Files has earned the right to, like, we're yeah. going to have a Christmas. We're going to have a sure. two week Christmas. I'm surprised episode. by the six season that there was still family that they could go to. I, like, yeah, uh, I'm actually kind of they all, how's, she how's had they all. sisters. Scully had a true. sister. Yeah. Well, and here is the moral of the story from Ed Asner and Lily Tomlin. Oh. We almost had those two, didn't we? <laughs> almost had them. Two such lonely souls. Can't let our failures haunt us. You wonder what they were really out here looking for. Hard to say. People now, this is just another joyless day of the year. Not for us. No. We haven't forgotten the meaning of Christmas. And uh, they clink glasses it, in front of the fireplace and drink ghost, really ghost, <laughs> ghost, ghost champagne. Wine. I didn't think Ed Asner and Lily Tomlin as a couple, like as someone you'd cast to be an old couple. But uh, it's, it's, a, it's a very cute episode. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, then we had Hollywood AD from yeah. uh, the April 30th, <clears throat> 2000. Which is one of the last kind of, well, the last uh, like standalone episodes that featured uh fox Mulder, like that wasn't like because when he came back they, it was almost all conspiracy episodes in mm. season eight with, for the half that he was in yeah but this one was like this one was actually written and uh directed by david duchovny mm. it included Which is all over it like you yeah can totally tell and it. it's so like it's a very inside humor a lot of meta humor about the show like first of all that they like uh the, there's a there's a case at the beginning that is being uh Kind of shadowed by a writer. Mm. Uh, I forget the guy. It, Wayne it, Fetterman. Wayne Fetterman, played by Wayne, Wayne Fetterman. Wayne Fetterman. Yeah. Uh, so, I just heard him on a podcast. Like he's putting out his first comedy album ever. Wow. So he's just like this L.A. comedy fixture, and they're like, "Yeah, the Wayne Fetterman. Just call him Wayne Fetterman. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> he, he probably maybe he was just a comedian David Duchovny liked. Yeah. But here was him on the phone talking about casting David Duchovny's character in the movie yeah. that they were making. Yeah, Mulder. Agent Mulder? It's Wayne slash Fetterman out in L.A. Oh, I can't really talk about the case, you know. That's all right. Skin Man's keeping me in the loop. Listen, who do you see playing you in the movie? I'm in the movie? Uh, it's a character loosely based on you. It's more of an amalgamation. Uh, hold on a second, Wayne. Hey, Sister Spooky, I gotta take this. I'll call you after the autopsy. Thanks. <laughs> How about Richard Gere? <laughs> Yeah, okay. Uh, um, 
Seriously. <laughs> Seriously, it would be David. Uh, it would be Gary Shandling. Who, uh, if Chris was here, he'd mention yeah. that Gary Shandling and David Duchovny had an ongoing thing in in their fake character lives on the Larry Sanders oh. show. That David Duchovny, the playing himself, was in love with Gary Shan or Larry Sanders, yeah. not Gary Shandling. So, and also in this fictionalized version of. Uh, the X Files, yeah. uh, which becomes kind of this crazy action movie. Gillian mm-hmm. uh, Anderson's uh, Dane Scully is played by Taya Leone, who is uh, David Duchovny's. Yeah, at the time was uh, David Duchovny's wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some like cool moments when they finally go to the set and they meet Gary Shandling and Taya Leone, and uh, like Taya is asking like, "How do you run in these high heel shoes all the time?" <laughs> uh, I like that. Yeah, yeah. I love how it op- like it opens and, like they're like <clears throat> diving over gravestones yes. and like bo- zombie shooting guns at them like it's so ridiculous it's such a postmodern silly episode I, yeah, yeah. it is fun for that reason and i think this series like it was really silly i'd seen okay so when i said i thought on twitter i thought vince gilligan was really mm-hmm. the best writer on mm-hmm. the show ever then somebody said but he also was responsible for this scene and mm-hmm. they show the bubble bath split screen yeah. scene yeah. one of the best i think is a great scene and it's really funny here's here's the audio from it so to set up the visual, though, it, oh, yeah, yeah, it, so, it starts as like Mulder and Scully talking to each other on the phone and not really telling them what each other one's doing. But yes. the viewer, you can see they're both in bubble baths. Because they both just got to L.A. Yeah, and in a fancy they, L.A. hotel. Yeah, and they're just talking about like, isn't this weird that we're doing all this right yeah. now? Yeah, and then and they call Skinner, yeah. who is also there. So what are, you, what are you up to right now, sir? I'm taking a bubble bath. <laughs> uh, hold, hold on one, just one second, sir. <laughs> hey Scully, Skin Man is calling me from a bubble bath. That's still me, Mulder. <laughs> uh, sorry, well, just just hold on one second, sir. Scully. Yeah. Yeah, Skinner is calling me from a bubble bath. Wow, he's really gone Hollywood. Totally. <laughs> you know, Mulder. Speaking of Hollywood, I think that Taya Leone has a little crush on you. Uh, yeah, right. Like Taya Leone's ever gonna have a crush on me? I think that Shanling likes you a bit too. <laughs> really? Uh, <laughs> uh, I, was, I, I love that level to it, but it was such an yeah. aggressive wink at yeah, the audience. It's, it's pretty heavy, yeah. But this is one of those shows, like, this is one of the first shows that was, like, active on the birth of the internet where, like, people were following it. Mm-hmm. And I, mm-hmm. it was it, it was a show, probably the only show at the time, and at that could get away with that level of meta humor, yeah, and not ex- and, and trust the audience to know, like, oh yeah, we know they're married, we know that they moved to L.A., mm-hmm. we know this, we know that, because the show was just that popular, yeah, yeah. So I mean, they're, like, but then the rest, the, that's the best part of the episode, yeah, the yeah. And that's the last, and it's not the last. That's the last act. First act is also pretty good because you've got Wayne Fetterman with them, kind of like saying, like, why do you, why are you doing this, like. Just, like, do little things here and there that are kind of, like, poking fun at, like, the whole conceit of the X-Files. But then the middle chunk, and, like, peppered throughout the other acts, is this, uh, you know, main story that's not that good. It's about this priest that, uh, he's, uh, that they thought that he murdered this, uh, revolutionary who is, uh, kind of writing anti-religious texts and kind of trying to disprove the church. And then at the end, they're both dead. Who cares? It's, <laughs> it's uh, not a really good main story. And, mm. but that, they had to have something that Wayne Fetterman was, like, tailing them on and that becomes this big bug. There has to big, be a reason for yeah. them to go to Hollywood. It can't yeah. just be, yeah. we're in Hollywood now, Mulder. Yeah. Like, so, yeah. 
Uh, and then the last one on our list was the postmodern Prometheus from uh, November 30th, 1997. And uh, there's a clip that pretty much sums up what the episode's about. Isn't it obvious? I think what we're seeing here is, is an example of, of a culture for whom daytime talk shows and tabloid headlines have, have become a reality against which they measure their lives. A culture so so obsessed by the media and a chance for self-dramatization that they'll do anything in order to gain a spotlight. I am alarmed that you would reduce these people to a cultural stereotype. Not everybody's dream is to get on Jerry Springer. It was their dream to get on Jerry Springer, though. <laughs> yeah, so it's like this small town. And the, the gimmick of this show, oh, it's the black and white episode. Yes. And it's shot with a different lens, so it looks different. And it's it's everything about it is presented differently than a typical episode. So I think when most people think of gimmick episodes, they think, oh, the cops one. <laughs> and then, oh, that black and white one, too. Because yeah. that's immediately visual. Like, oh, it's and, diff- this is different. Same with Triangle. Triangle filmed differently sure, as yeah. well. But most of them, yeah, this, this one... So this one, the most visually changing. So I, I had such a crisis watching this again because, <laughs> like, as a when it first aired, I loved it, and then I've probably watched it one other time uh, in the two thousands somewhere, probably like oh seven oh eight, and it was still like, yeah, this is such a good episode because it's about a disfigured monster. It's a Frankenstein allegory of like, mm-hmm. there's a, a monster man who's terrorizing people, and well, Walter uh, can explain Frankenstein to us very easily. Yeah. When Victor Frankenstein asks himself, whence did the principle of life proceed? And then as, as the gratifying summit to his toils creates a hideous phantasm of a man, he prefigures the postmodern Prometheus, the genetic engineer, whose power to reanimate matter, genes, into life, us, is only as limited as his imagination is. Walter, I'm alarmed that you would reduce this man to a literary stereotype, <laughs> a mad scientist. Who else would go to such trouble to impregnate Shane and Berkowitz? So, yeah, and... and- Playing the mad scientist uh, is I forget his name, but a weird two faced dude. Well, right play Jay Peterman from Seinfeld. Oh yes, actually here's okay. here's Peterman right here. He is not a man; he is a monster. Yeah! The fiend must be found, so, yeah. and then we'll let justice take its course. Yeah! So that line that the fiend must be found, and then there's another line right after that, like oh, yeah. you get him alive. Search every crevice, every ravine. You get him alive if you can, but you get him. Yeah. Those are uh, those are actually lines in Frankenstein, the original movie. Wow! Like recreated with the the, the rabble rabble. Pitch- yeah, they have the pitchforks, pitchforks and torches, and they're chasing uh, the, the the monster who's got like two faces, and the other one's kind of like sloughing off the side. But it is, so on the surface when I watched it the first time, it's like it's the black and white episode, and this guy will put basically fumigation tints over people's houses in these small towns. And then come in and dance to share songs, mm-hmm. and and it's so weird and funny, and and they are actual share songs, and share was approached to be in the <laughs> show, and then ended up not doing it, and then later said she wished she had because how much she loved the ending, uh, but it's this weird grotesque dude dancing to like share music in yes. a black in a black and white serious episode it's just it's so supposed to be Frank, a Frankenstein parody and then then that comes in and then in. that's like that's what this is about and then it, <laughs> what it turns out is actually happening is like they're they're knocking these women out while their husbands are away to impregnate them with babies that hopefully will become a companion for him so that as a disfigured monster he will have someone to live with and have some kind of companionship and they're like oh no 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 well it's okay though like that we're just kind of you know Hopefully they're just artificially inseminating them, but we don't know how they're getting them pregnant. Uh, mm-hmm. You can assume the worst, which at best makes this guy a 
Good. Serial rapist? A, a friendly one? Which is like, that doesn't check out. So, it, yeah, they dress it up with like, I'm giving babies to women that want yeah, it. Yeah, and they try to set it up in the episode of like, these women want babies, and their husbands either can't or won't give them one. Like, I don't, I don't want to have a kid, or I'm too busy, or my works, my life's work is too important. And... Well, and then they kind of just tossed it away at the end of like, oh, well, you know, they wanted babies anyway, so they're happy too. And it's like, that's not what would happen. Yeah. Even in, even in a fantasy scenario, no one's happy about this situation. But it ends with like they they get the pitchforks and torches and they want to go get the monster. And then he gives a speech about, oh, I got speech. Oh, I'm, so, I'm so sad. And in your homes, I went places I'd never dreamed of. With your books and your records and your home media centers, I learned of the world and of a mother's love that I'll never know. Cher loved that boy so much. Because <laughs> he would watch Mask a lot, and oh, uh, Cher is a mask. Oh, yeah. So he identified with that a lot. So it's a very Cher in, like, saturated episode on top of that. Mm. Um, yeah, it goes from like you're supposed to think it's like oh this this you know it's supposed to be kind of a sweet getting to know the yeah beast this thing yeah like, so the town spares him but then when it's over Mulder's like that you know this isn't how it's supposed to end like the monster you know he's supposed to get some kind of happy ending like you know society embraces him or something and he gets to live a normal life because he's lived underground and mistreated and he's experimented on so he he's he's had an awful life mm. but and then when you get to know him you're like this is not how it's supposed to end. And the way the episode began was as a comic book. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot going on as far as <laughs> motifs and like, like, so is this a comic book, a Frankenstein, a black and white episode? Like, what is it? A and lot of It's a lot of stuff. Ha- and, and it works. It's just, then Mulder's like, you know, where's the writer of that comic book? Like, let's give this monster, we need to have a better ending. And then it fades into Cher singing uh, Walking in Memphis <laughs> yeah. with this great ending with like the, the guy at a Cher concert and he's singing everybody's dancing and they high five each other and Mulder and Scully get up and dance and it's like one of the <laughs> the happiest like I remember watching that and being like that was one of the best closing scenes I've ever seen <laughs> yeah, it, but it's so fantastical that at this you know people later were like oh no what's probably happening is the monster is going to jail mm-hmm. because he's done a lot of awful things with the guy who made him mm-hmm. uh but, but as a comic book ending, this is what that guy might have written about the monster's happy mm-hmm. ending. And so that's where you get this. And you can look up. It's in the article, too. But just the, the black and white episode ending, <laughs> the postmodern Prometheus, that, that back and it's forth. Beautiful. It's, it's such beautiful. a great ending. But, man, watch that episode again. I'm like, that's such a creepy. Because <laughs> you can remove that whole we're trying to make a mate for you thing from the story and just yeah. have it as. Here's a monster. The town thinks someone's going bump in the night and like scaring people. And it's actually just this don't judge a book by its cover monster faced creature that just wants to dance and sing and be a. Like, that's mm. funny. Maybe they thought it had to be more twisted to be an X Files episode. And then it, it has Jerry Springer in it too, like playing himself. Like, it's a very weird episode, but. Uh, it, 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 I don't know. That's what everyone thinks of when they hear, like, oh, those weird X Files episodes, like the black and white one, right? And yeah. it had to be in the show. And this is. You know, there's no shortage of other ones we didn't talk about that don't quite fit this, but are nonetheless like yeah. fun ideas, like the genie. I love uh, the genie one, yeah. yeah like, and I mean, some. Well, I mean, another one I really liked. Uh, kind of, I don't want to say I really liked it, but it was very ex- experimental and um, weird. Is home, which is where Mulder and Scully come across this family of oh yeah uh, inbred sons yeah. who basically have their mother on a roller. 
and it's really creepy. It's one of the creepiest Ooh, episodes, yeah. and it was like it was. I forget if it was like pulled or if it was like. Uh, it's pretty fucked uh, up. Though. Yeah, but you know they they you know not every one of these uh, monster of the week episodes was like a out and out success. Sometimes they had duds. There was one where it was like uh, like this Chinese syndicate doing a lottery for body parts, oh, and if yeah. you lost the lottery, you had it like yeah, you like, got like your liver cut out. Yeah, yeah, it's basically like saying like Chinatown is full yeah. of like blood money and. Like, well, that's another thing. You know, we talked about all the positives of when it was produced, but when you ask to do 22 episodes oh, yeah. of a show every yeah. year, they're not all going to be great. That's why Lost went down to 16 episodes mm-hmm. at a yeah. time. It's why cable episode, cable shows... Like 12 like, and 13. Yeah, yeah. Mad yeah. Men, Breaking Bad, like their scene is better probably because they're not asked to do eight more episodes yeah. and mm-hmm. then have th- only three months off. Like, yeah. That's why... they. But they had to fill up time. So when you think about like... The quality, even if there were some bad episodes, the the amount of yeah. quality they were putting out at the speed they were doing it, yeah. you know, it's how yeah. I feel about Next Generation. Like the yeah. more I watch old ones, is like this one's problematic. This one actually has a really weird message that wasn't obvious on the first seven times I watched it. <laughs> uh, but then it's like there's so much excellence here that yeah. uh, you can't let like you know a handful of episodes that are. That's why it's missing, yeah. missing the mark and to varying degrees. Uh, you know, doesn't it doesn't ruin that's, what the that, show accomplished? Yeah. That's why like a six episode miniseries is kind of great. It's, yeah, it, it that it's what like four and a half five hours worth of new X Files. Yeah. So like if they want to tell like a really new myth, good mythology well, story, the, they can weave it in there. From the early reviews I read, is that like it's there's going to be some mythology, but they're also yeah. episodes two and three are just yeah. an episode. Yeah, they're yeah. just a one off episode. So that's that's the even. And that I can't is wait a, to hear that song again. Yeah, with like, even that is a very abridged look at X Files, and I'm probably yeah. got some of the facts wrong. But it's eh. it's on Netflix. It's on Hulu. It is not hard to come across the show. Certainly not. And yeah. it'll be on Fox again soon. So uh, as of this recording, we haven't watched the first one, but or the first new episode. Yeah. Season, I hope it's good. Season ten, yeah. which is I mean, the reviews weird. have been good, so I'm I'm all I'm happy about season that. Ten, man. Well, yeah. then why don't we uh, open up the X Files on our plugs? Uh, 302010 is our weekly time capsule <coughs> pop culture machine. Uh, we, we haven't really talked much about X-Files yet, but we don't need to, kind of, because we just did this whole day. Yeah, episode. we did this. But every week we go, we look what happened this week, 30 years ago, 20 years ago, 10 years ago. So that means 1986, 96, and 06. Uh, talking about movies, music, games, and TV. So you'll hear about movies you forgot about, artists that haven't made a song in 20 years. Uh, Big Super mm-hmm. Bowls. Super Bowl. like, And every week there's something new uh, that you probably lived through. Or so. every week there's something old. Old. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> We also do VG Empire, the video game music podcast. We just recorded uh, an episode about Omicron, the David Bowie Dreamcast PC game. Omicron. <laughs> it's, it's a short one, but uh, there's that. And then we've also got uh, something coming up about uh, Mario RPGs because oh, Paper boy. Jam finally came out here in the U.S. That is right. Uh, there's also Talking Simpsons if you want to hear in-depth stuff about Fox television shows <laughs> uh, where we go chronologically episode by episode through The Simpsons. We're into episode 15 of the second season. And you can give a listen to that on mm-hmm. iTunes or also you can hear the first season exclusively for patrons of patreon.com slash laser time five dollars a month to get that and also a weekly bonus podcast a monday night movie commentary mm-hmm. uh ten dollars you get even more better stuff uh and there's also cave crisis the comic book podcast i host every week where this week we talked all about how awesome harley quinn is and her entire history she also premiered on a fox <laughs> television show she did uh, Cheap Popcast, a pro wrestling podcast. Uh, what's going to be happening at WrestleMania this year? It's a mystery, just like the X Files. Yeah. Uh, who's going to win the Rumble? 
Well, they'll know by now. They'll, they'll know by Monday. Monday. Yeah, but probably uh, Jesse Ventura was in this episode. Oh yeah. So. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, did you mention VGA? Uh, no, Apocalypse. the press did that this no. week. What was yeah, that I was about? Yeah, on VGA Game Apocalypse, the most recent episode uh, that we recorded. Uh, one of the most, and if you know this reference, it is one of the most talk radar episodes that I can uh. recall in my mind. Where Ooh. it was like four of the like uh, the four people who were in the beginning. Uh, all we were missing was our friends Dan and Shane. Uh, wow. He was on right. yeah. It would have been you could have spliced an audio from his last report. <laughs> like, yeah, last like yeah, but like it was it was very drinky, and we <laughs> talked about lovable blobs in video games, and just the, <laughs> the latest uh, goings on in game like yeah, news like a, and reviews. I'm like a season two edition to the talk yeah, radar. Really. You're, uh, I'm not dogged. Yeah. Don't call me dogged. <laughs> I'm, I'm dogged. <laughs> uh, all right, so listen to all those things. And uh, on, on Chris's sake, I'll just say, Taking Us Out is an appropriate song for the X-Files. <laughs> I would like to request the uh, Pure Moods DJ Dotto. I forget. <laughs> I forget. That's the name, but uh, hopefully Chris will hear this. and put Some weird in. techno remix. 